I haven't seen you since the play. says with his human mouth absolutely uh, and then absolutely his show not. raised by wolves is literally all about how religion's dog shit <laughs> i believe it i mean you've seen his 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 prometheus you've seen his alien covenant you right so why you do you know he believes that King? either god he... does not exist or he hates us so much <laughs> as as to condemn us completely right yeah. In 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 his alien sequels, the closest analog to God is David, and David a some bitch. A real some bitch, yeah. David a real f- he's a little scamp. David, he's always like putting shit in people's water. He's a little he's a little fun. <laughs> he's a little goof. He's a little trickster. He's just roofied literal scientists mm-hmm. to death with with alien goop out of a little canister. Alien gorp. Yeah, get some get some alien phloem. Uh, get some, get some fucking alien Play-Doh out of your little make up and you squeeze it out and the hair pops out. And that's how the Xenomorph was made. Cause I no, needed a, no, I needed a movie. No, it's not, Kevin. There's I no Xenomorphs a, in Prometheus. There, it's at the very end. Nope. It's not a Xenomorph. Yes, it, it, everyone shut up. Yes, it is. The Xenomorph is the one that we see in the Ridley movies. Hold on. There's a little goo, there's a little, there's a little guy. There's a little Hold man. on. Did he name his heroine after himself? Well, it's Ripley. Oh, it's Ripley. My bad. It, yeah, it, believe I mean, it or not, her name is Ripley, and um, uh, okay, he did. He, okay, you could. Okay, spice, calm thank down, you, spice. thank you. Uh, he did not. Na- he did not write that script. You know what? He was not. Uh, I forget the person. Damon Lindelof wrote. wrote the script for Prometheus. Well, for Prometheus, but I am speaking of the original Alien. Who it, the the? It's a well-known <laughs> sci-fi writer. I just I can't think of it right now. Really? Everyone, everyone cut me a little bit of slack. Please. Hold on, it's a hold on, it's a well-known sci-fi writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan O'Bannon. Who? He writes sci-fi scripts. He wrote Alien. Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> he wrote Alien. He wrote Aliens. He wrote Dark Star. He wrote Return of the Living Dead. He wrote. <laughs> Holy shit! He wrote a lot of shorts. Yeah, he wrote a lot of alien, alien shorts. Exactly, like a lot of Alien versus Predator. Well, I guess you know he gets a lot of credit for the characters as well. But um, hang on, did he write any? He worked with John Carpenter on Dark Star. He wrote Total Recall. Um, he wrote Life Force, classically. Uh, he wrote something called Hemo. Untitled Alien Prequel, directed by Ridley Scott. Mother exactly. a, a different fucker. one than what we got. Ridley, leave Alien alone. Let He's someone not, else fucking do it. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Although they should let him complete his trilogy, but it's not going to happen. This trilogy? Homie's made like eight. What are you He's talking a, about? He made Ridley Scott? Made three, but I'm talking about his prequel trilogy. They should let him complete complete the cycle. They should they should let Ridley have his toys one last time. But I mean, just give him like, but just give him like twenty million bucks. Do you know what I mean? 
Like let him yeah. complete it, but give him limit it. Put some, put some put some blinders on there. Make Ridley really work for it. I think. I think let someone else write it, because I don't think I have a problem with his directorial uh, style or his use of you know blocking or any of. That. I mean, obviously that's a lot of. He's a, he's a, a say what you will. You know, not he's a very good a, director, but when he puts his hands winner, on the but the man can direct. A, a but script, when he puts his right? hands on a script, it just boom 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 boom. Has he written most of his? his projects. I don't really know him as a, as a writer. I don't He's think only... he gets, I don't think he gets credit he, as a writer. He but does I think, not. I think he's knuckle, he's knuckle deep in every single person who writes stories for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that might a be a little grotesque. Is, and, what I just frequently said just should be. Yeah. He's fucking knuckle deep. He's fucking, <laughs> he's got his whole arm up in that script. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, his only sole writing credit is Boy and Bicycle in 1965, a short written and directed by Ridley Scott. What the fuck? I don't know. It's probably like his early short films before he became like a, a commercial and music video director because Ridley Scott does 1965? Not... God damn, Ridley. Homie was old. And then Homie does not direct. <laughs> he said Homie was old. Like he isn't still. No, but he was old when he got his start. Like yeah. he does not direct Alien until '79, when uh, when my good man, when my good man 42. Ridley Scotch was 42. Exactly. So anytime, if you're out there, you're you're a wannabe creative, and you people go up to you and be like, uh, Orson Welles was uh, by the time he was your age, he had directed all these films and done all these plays, and it's like, well, Ridley Scott did not direct Alien until he was 42. So like, you have some time out there. I'm giving you this permission to cut yourself a little bit of slack to not be up on Orson Welles's level. Orson Welles was also like a once in a generation savant. And also he like collapsed, like his life fell apart. So like, maybe don't yeah. emulate Orson Welles all that much. <laughs> I mean, steal, steal his directorial tricks. Cause you know, he did indisputably innovate in a lot of ways uh, because he did not know what he was doing. And he kept, so yeah. he kept asking for things and they were like, we don't, do that. Movies don't do that. And he's like, why not? Why not? <laughs> why you say this? I why do not, can't why? the movie do this? So he directed The Duelists before. That's true. Directed... Alien was not his first movie. But The Duelists was only like a couple years before, right? Yeah, two years. I don't know. He had a movie with fucking Albert Finney, Keith Carradine, and Harvey Keitel. Hello. Okay, well, he did that's not the, direct Alien the... until he was 42. That's the Duelist, which he directed when he was forty. It's it's not much earlier. Yeah, exactly. It's really just like a couple uh, years. Also, the Duelist uh, fucking whips. I forget that that comes before. Is but that good? Hell yeah, dude! It's right. it's about sword fighting, and it stars Keith Carradine, Harvey Keitel, and Albert Finney. It fucking no, rules. I know. That's a, yeah, that's <laughs> an incredible. Yes, it fucking, it's awesome. That movie kicks ass. There's a there's a guy in in this movie named John McHenry. Mm-hmm. Who looks a lot like Daniel Craig? Wow! Yeah, when I'm clicking on my man's picture here, <laughs> it's, uh, what? When I, when I click on this, yeah, you're right. He do look like if Daniel Craig put on a lot of old age makeup. Yeah, so you know, by the time we see our seventh and final um, <laughs> knives out picture, knives out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Glass Onion coming soon to Netflix. What is he gonna keep? What is he gonna name them? I don't know. Glass I guess they're onion, songs. Because Fabergé, Fabergé Bananas, Fabergé, the next yeah, one. Yeah, Fabergé Banana. There you go. Because Knives Out is a song. 
and Glass Onion is famously a Beatles song. Um, I do not. I'm not familiar with it as a term. I didn't know that they were songs. Um, Yeah, yeah, Glass Onion definitely is because I saw that and I was like, "Excuse me, excuse me." Uh, (laughs) Knives Out Three, Octopus's Garden. (laughs) Knives Out Three, Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Knives Out Four, Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) Within you, without you. I can do Beatles songs all day if we want. I love it. Strawberry Fields Forever. Sergeant Peppers. Benoit Blanc in Penny Lane. <laughs> I'm a little kid again because fucking Albert Pujols just hit in the home run derby. And the last oh time my I saw God. that, I was, the last time I saw that, I was, oh, we fucking laddie. Yeah, for uh, any for great. any St. Louis kid, that's that's a nostalgic trip. Yeah, um, he didn't hit a ton, but it was still. It was hey, you best. know, he was there. He he put in his he put he in his cameo. Huge, he got a huge standing ovation. Of course uh, he so. did. He's fucking Albert Pujols. He's, he's fucking 42. He's been playing since He's Ridley Scott age. He sh- Albert Pujols should direct an he alien He should direct movie. a movie. <laughs> yes. Give Albert Pujols yes. an alien honestly, the keys to honestly, the alien a her- franchise. A Hispa- I want to see what he's going to do. Honestly, a Hispanic directed and Hispanic cast alien movie would be so different. Because it- what alien has proven over and over again is it's the white people that are stupid. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I've seen I've seen those pictures. I've yeah. Uh, Idris Elba was pretty smart in Prometheus. Yeah, he didn't really do anything wrong from my from no, my recollection. Cool. Also, uh, wasn't every- like Michael Pena in Prometheus? Not to my memory, but I have not seen it in a full decade. Um, no, so, there's somebody you know. funny. There's somebody funny on the in the. Oh, there's like the well, I know Ruth Paul is on there. Um, that's all I remember. I forgot Logan Marshall Green is in that movie. Ray yeah, Spall he is. He's the scientist guy. He's he's Benedict he's the Wong one is on the who takes off his mask and gets hit by the alien. Oh, the the, the smartest, the scientist. one that everyone yeah. fucking clowns on constantly. <laughs> yeah, because um, the fuck are you doing? Listen, it's I don't know. It's a horror. No, film. don't I try. Don't, don't try. No, it's, don't fucking try. Like, I don't know. How Why dare you? Fuck off! Time. Don't try. Don't try. Don't it's do a that. Good movie. Don't do this. It's a good movie. Yeah, Prometheus, good movie. Um, but yeah, oh, I, didn't I think Sean Harris is in this movie. I think it's been Sean Harris. Yeah, Sean Harris. When is I in saw Prometheus. when I saw that picture, I did not know who Sean Harris is. Now I have to go back for my boy Solomon Lane. Um, we are just we are now we are four days uh, past it being one year until Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. We have just yeah. under we have three hundred and sixty one days as of the recording of this podcast until Dead this Reckoning. This is Sean Harris before he was known for talking with a whispery, gravelly yes. tone. Garwin, come into my chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, did you happen to see Spencer, the Diana movie starring Kristen Stewart? No. Sean Harris is in that. And he's play. He plays the chef of you know whatever fucking weird country estate that they are staying at throughout that film. And he's like a little cinnamon roll. He's a little sweetheart. And it's very odd if you are so used to him being a weirdly Hunt. menacing. Yeah. <laughs> if you are if you are used to him razzling Ilsa Faust, you're like, oh, what a what a sweetie, what a sweet man. Um, but going back yeah. to Albert Pujols, I do think it's been too long since we have had an athlete who has crossed over successfully into. Uh, film and television acting, and we ha- we have had none in the history that I can think of to successfully uh, step behind the camera. And I think it's time. I think it's time for yeah. an athlete to really take it 
LeBron is the closest we've gotten since... Because Michael Jordan only really did, like, one or two things. I don't think it really counts. We all saw Space Jam, but Space Jam is also terrible. Um, So, like, (laughs) move on. But LeBron has come close with, like, a few comedic performances. But, I mean, you know, we're, we're missing out. Rick Fox... Um, you know, he's made a valiant effort over the years. He's a, he's a pretty good actor. Um, unfortunately, our greatest athlete turned actor was O.J. Simpson. And there's no, there's no getting around that. What I the think... fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking about? He you're leaving a... out, you're leaving out John Cena and Dwayne oh, The Rock God, Johnson. I what about the, the fuck wrestling is wrong with you? <laughs> well, because, okay, it's sports <laughs> entertainment. But they are athletes. You are right. They, they, it is an athletic competition. I did forget about Dave the Animal Batista. I did forget about Dave Batista. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're correct. I did forget about professional wrestling. You're right. <laughs> My bad. Because uh, those guys are actually doing very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure The Rock was the highest paid actor of all time. Yeah, The Rock doing pretty okay. The Rock yeah. is at a point in his career where, like, when he insists that they make an entire movie around Black Adam, no one tells him no, which yeah. <laughs> is a dangerous place for anyone to be in. I don't know if anyone should ever ascend to Black Adam levels of fame and, and carte blanche. I think that's a dangerous position. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Garnett was in... Um... Okay, G was in Uncut Gems. Uncut he Gems. Was good. Yeah. He was good. He was good. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uh, uncut Gems. Um, yeah, so that's good. Um, John I Amos just, from Good Times. He was the Golden Gloves boxing champion. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, uh, Jackie Robinson famously played himself mm-hmm. in the Jackie Robinson story. Fucking um, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, Shaq. Yeah, Shaq was kind of a multimedia celebrity, wasn't he? Yeah, now he's just yeah. like on Sports Center or whatever. Now he's just or yeah. inside the NBA, whatever that show is called. Um, yeah. But but he he had several like shows about him. You remember Shaq versus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun show. He kind of carried it on his charisma. He has like the best episode of Hot Ones. Uh, I love Shaq. <laughs> it's one of the best. Yeah, Idris is, is fuck- also very good because Idris is like, whose fucking idea was this? You, Chris. You want to fight? fight, Chris? <laughs> you fight, Fucking Chris? Uh, yeah, one of the, one of the all time, one of the all time great uh, hot ones appearances. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. I forgot about wrestling. Take, don't listen to me. We we're Terry, doing. Great. Uh, you got Terry Crews. I forgot player. that he played ball. He played yeah. footed ball. You're right, yeah. Joel McHale, uh, former former football star Joel McHale, who popped up. Surprised me on a television show the other day. Are you are you are you hip to this The Bear television show? Are you on to The Bear? Has anybody no. pointed you in this direction? No. Oh, this is some fucking Caleb bait. It is about a former gourmet chef who's oh uh, no yeah the one that's got lips whose whose who's brother fucking... uh, killed himself so he has to take over his brother's like Chicago. A dirty dog eatery, um, and it's fucking great. Let me be the thousandth person to say that the bear is fucking excellent. And Joel McHale just popped up out of nowhere in the second mm. episode as like a Gordon Ramsay type figure, essentially. Like he was the right. the he my my man the the protagonist of the bear um, has PTSD from Joel McHale. 
<laughs> Joel Gale gave him like restaurant PTSD. Um, and it's he plays it's fucking... the main character plays Lip in uh, Lip in uh, Shameless. Oh, I ain't, I ain't never seen no Shameless, but this main character, let me tell you, this is a hot man. And this is a hot man, the likes of which we've not had in a little bit. Because he is like dirty 70s new wave hot. He is not a perfectly sculpted Chris Evans type man, which is all we've had for a little bit. Not, And I'm not I'm not knocking on Chris Evans. Very attractive, wonderful man. Uh, yeah. But this guy dirty. This guy <laughs> rolled around in the mud before a take and it works for him. All right. All right. I'm down. Anyway, I've I've been told I need to watch. You'll it, you love yeah. food shit, yeah. and so you will fucking cream your jeans. Like you'll you'll be all over this shit, man. Yeah. Prediction. I'm gonna. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm trying to see if there's any other eight thirty minute episodes. All right. What what's it on? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. It is in the FX Hulu uh uh deal conglomerate. All right. All right. Yeah. Ronda Ronda Rousey. I'm just kidding. Oh, she... You can ignore that I said that. Andre the fucking giant, Kev. Come on. Well, that was a long time ago, Caleb. I was trying to come up with recent <laughs> examples. Andre has sadly been dead for my entire life. Um, but he is great in The Princess Bride. But also, name me something else he did. He's really just good in The Princess Bride. Yeah. Jason Lee was a pro skateboarder before he was an actor. Ah, oh, I forgot about that. Jason Lee. That's a good one. That. No, that is a good one. Um, yeah, I love that for, for Jason Lee. God, Ronda Rousey is like in many ways, just the biggest disappointment in it. Like, yeah. uh, because of course she's a horrible transphobe as you might expect her to be, but also bad actor, not a good actor, <laughs> not an entertaining screen presence. Like she, yeah. she can fight, but you wouldn't believe it based upon her performance in furious seven, a good movie. She shows up for sure. like one fight scene in furious seven and she is going toe to toe with, I want to say she goes up against Michelle Rodriguez, if memory of that yeah. movie serves. And yeah. you just never believe she's going to beat up Michelle Rodriguez because Michelle Rodriguez has that presence. Michelle Rodriguez, yeah. she projects uh, a menace. Also, she's also she's she's fucking Dom's Bay. So like, yeah. So like, yeah, she's going to whip Ronda Rousey's ass. <laughs> Some, <laughs> you someone shot me. her in a movie and it didn't work. Letty? <laughs> Letty Toretto is gonna kick Ronda Rousey's ass. No, you kidding no. me? I don't think that character is really even funny because I'm pretty sure Ronda Rousey could absolutely peace. Oh sure, yeah, because she actually knows how to fight. But she's a bad actor, <laughs> as her switch to the WWE <laughs> yeah, like Gina Carano, has confirmed over actor. and over again. Gina Carano, bad actor, uh, Vinny also Jones? bad person, also transphobe, but. Yeah, Vinny Jones of Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch was a soccer he used to enforcer. Fight bears with barbed wire. <laughs> no, he, 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 he can you believe he was a fucking a feral raccoon? Can you believe he was a soccer player? But like yeah, he was the he, soccer club's from, hard, one of the soccer club's hard men. Which is yeah, he's a, soccer's he's a equivalent to enforcers. He's a he's <laughs> yeah, Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones, absolutely a fucking. You come over here, you rumper stomper, and he's you know fucking kicks a guy's ass. Like yeah. the guys, he is the soccer equivalent of the guys in hockey whose job it is to just lay 
fuckers out. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. roller derby people who aren't trying to win. They are just trying to fucking knock the shit out of people. Yeah, sure. Kurt Russell was playing double A baseball in El Paso when he tore his rotator cuff. Wow. So this is Mark. So after Mark Harmon, Mark Harmon was a UCLA All-American quarterback. I knew that. This is an interesting journey because Kurt Russell was, of course, a Disney child. Like, he was in many Disney films as a child. So then right. after then that, he, he tried to go pro ball. He yep. f- bottomed out of that, and then he just partnered up with John Carpenter forever. And just went back. One of our, he just went back, yeah. One yeah, of yeah. our great dynamics. And he's, we forgot. You know, never lost a step. Nope. We forgot Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno because it's yes. bodybuilding a sport. Bodybuilding. I'll count it. I'll I'll count it up. Now we need what what are we missing? We need a, a pro fisher. Uh, I bet there's some cheerleaders who are just being left off that list, right? There's got to be. Yeah, there's got to be some semi pro cheerleaders who are just like left uh, off that list. Wyatt Russell, of course, son of played Kurt. played minor league hockey. Yeah, he's got uh, the hair for it. He has Canuck hair. I know he was yeah. born and raised in Los Angeles, but he no, looks but like he's fucking got Wayne fucking knuckle puck hair. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does have knuckle puck hair. <laughs> uh, Jason Statham was a soccer player. Of course. No, excuse me. He was a competitive diver hey. who competed for Britain in the 1990 Commonwealth Games, which is let me up on that high dive. Hey, get out of me way! I'm trying to climb up to that high dive. Oh, I gotta do hilarious. a swan. Gotta do a fucking swan. Dan Marino. Uh, are we just counting Ace Ventura Pet Detective yeah. as yeah. acting? Uh, okay, being very generous to Dan Marino. That's fine. And he he, got, he voiced a character named Garth Sinu on an episode of Magic School Bus. I mean, of <laughs> Garth Sinu uh, teaching, I assume, uh. an athlete. I assume we went into... Uh, Dan Marino's body. Sorry, Albert Pujols won. Uh, after so he and the number one seed had to do a, a playoff. Hell yeah! And Pujols beat him, <laughs> so he's going on to the next round. Which I mean, I'm I, sorry yeah. if you're like 28 and you get beat by a 42 year old. But it's maybe, it's maybe it's Pujols, baby. Else. You can't you can't you can't take you can't that down. Slam a lemma ding dong. You can't you can't, you can't take that line down. Oh my god! I need a new T-shirt with that on it. Slam a lamb a like when people shlammy, like me dong ding. Whatever people say when they're uh, making fun of M Night Shyamalan's name, as if you don't know M Night Shyamalan's <laughs> name. That's the yeah. weirdest bit to me, where we where people like to pretend they're not sure what M Night Shyamalan's name is. You How do you say it? it? You mean the name you've heard four hundred times a year for the last times. seventeen years? One of, one of the few like filmmakers whose names is like known a household name. You gonna you gonna look me in the eye and tell me you don't know M Night Shyamalan's name? Stupid, stupid, you stupid. stupid. Shut up. You stupid. yes, you also do. Uh, also a trailer uh, in between rounds of the home run derby for the upcoming Predator movie Prey. Hello, that's coming out. Soon, couple months. August, August fifth, a couple August weeks. August fifth, couple <laughs> yeah. weeks. Can't take, fucking wait. Take the phone off the hook. We are watching Prey opening weekend. Uh, opening yeah. weekend on Hulu <laughs> dot com. Um, hey, get my hey. front row seat on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be. It's about to be Prey watch. It's about to be Prey time. Prey time, baby. Prey tell. <laughs> Pray tell, when is Prey coming out? Very soon, actually. 
You wouldn't believe it, but almost immediately. Almost immediately. We're fucking here, baby. We're fucking we're fucking getting ready for it. And listen, I understand that this is the world we live in. I do wish I could go see Prey with a crowd of people. I do wish I could fucking react yeah. to Prey. But, you yeah. know, I'll have to... That's, um, who's directing that? Alex Garland? No, it's Dan, no, Dan Trachtenberg. Dan Trachtenberg. He of uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, and the, the Portal And that Portal short and almost Uncharted for a while. Yeah. That he was one short's... of... Thousands of names that went through the Uncharted movie. Yeah. I'm Before glad we landed on made. someone. Uh, <laughs> Gun to yeah. your head. Who directed the Uncharted movie? Colin Trevorrow. I'm just kidding. Absolutely womp, not. Womp. No, he did uh, Jurassic World 3, that movie everyone He loved. did all three Jurassic movies. No, he did not direct the second one, my friend. He did oh, not. Oh, he did the first and he third? He did not uh, Fall That Kingdom. Oh, did, it's because he was he was, he was going to make Star Wars. Wars. He was going to yeah. Star Wars, and then that and happened. Then he did not Star Wars. He failed to Star Wars. Um, Uncharted was uh, Zombieland director Ruben Fleischer. Oh, what a disappointment he turned out to be! <laughs> wow, Jesus! <laughs> not just because of Uncharted. I'm sorry, Ruben. I think you're talented, yeah, but like mean. Gangster Squad. Oh, you know. But like you know, Zombieland Two. But like he Venom one seven episodes of Superstore. Uh, great. And he directed Venom. Yeah, he did direct Venom. No offense, what is, what I'm sure Superstore is a good show, but I'm sure I could direct seven episodes of Superstore while asleep. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't Ouch. seem like requires a lot of input. Yeah, sure. I'd take that check though. Again, He's no offense. A to movie Superstore. called The Regional Office is under attack. It's about a secret organization of young female operatives tasked with protecting an oblivious Earth from a constant barrage of alien threats. Yeah, you know what? That sounds. That why sounds didn't all they right. just? Why didn't they just call it Women in Black? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Was that in the Sony hacks? Was that in the Sony leaks? Women in Black. I mean, if it was, it sounds like it should... was right. But the 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 Men in Black leak that I am sorry that we will never get because it's now simply too late. Um, do you know about this? Do you, from the from the Sony leaks way back when? I do not. Um, the the pitch was is that they were going to make another Men in Black, but it was going to be the Twenty One Jump Street guys, and they were just going to take those two characters. And now they went from like oh the two characters from to 21 Chicago Jump Cops Street. to Men in Black. They're <laughs> going to take incredible. They're going to take Schmidt and Jenko and make them Men in Black. And honestly, yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, no offense I'm to sad Men that Black didn't fucking happen. A film no one on earth has watched beginning to end. I'm mad that shit didn't happen. Right? That sounds good. I would have watched that. <sighs> but now I can't. Now I can only dream about it. Can you imagine a Men in Black with those two and Ice Cube? Yes. Ice Cube in the rip torn part, just yelling about aliens. <laughs> you never know what they're inside of. This suitcase could be an alien. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great. Yeah, it would have been. Oh cool. shit! Oh shit! I just need that. Yeah, I need exactly. It, like, shouted when exactly. he realizes aliens are real <laughs> by Channing Tatum. Imagine Channing Tatum just like accidentally lasering himself in the eye like over and over and over again. <laughs> Jenko does not where he, remember like, the events. A of scene the film. where he neuralizes himself and it surprises himself, so drops it, and when he catches it, does it again. He does it again, exactly. And he forgets, <laughs> yeah. and he keeps doing it. He does it like four consecutive times. Channing would kill that. Channing would kill that bit. Yeah. You could imagine, but again, yeah. we'll have to keep dreaming. You know, someday. 
We but Channing is back. Channing is officially back, baby. I mean, yeah, he did. He did the the he had Lost several City? successful films. The Lost City just quietly made like a hundred million dollars domestic. You know, just Dude, like, ru- have you seen it yet? It's good. Yeah, I saw it. It's good. Years. It's fun. It's good. It's cute. It's fucking good. Yeah, also, apparently, Dog was very good. It was good. I did see that. I liked that quite a bit. I feel <laughs> like uh, there's another something that I'm forgetting, but maybe. Well, he I'm... was in Free Guy. He played a character named Revengeman Buttons. Well, I <laughs> certainly did not see Free Guy. I'm thinking, uh... you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the fact that I watched Magic Mike XXL recently, and I'm confusing it with a movie that came out but it did not come out well it i mean magic mike's old. last dance is is coming rapping it's rapping production hell yeah because soderbergh can fucking shoot that out so, Salma, so, including salma fucking hayek yeah great sounds oh no, oh, no. i don't need sounds that fucking and then he's good. in a movie that's coming out called pussy island that's <laughs> 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 directed by zoe kravitz all right his girlfriend, Zoe Kravitz. All right. Frida is a young, clever Los Angeles cocktail waitress who has her eyes set on the prize. Philanthropist and tech mogul Slater King, played by Channing Tatum. When she skillfully maneuvers her way into King's inner circle and ultimately an intimate gathering on his private island, she is ready for the journey of a lifetime. Despite the epic setting. So I had to load the, the longer one. Beautiful people, ever-flowing champagne and late-night dance parties. Frida can sense that there's more to this island than meets the eye. Mm. Wait, is this a fucking horror? Something she can't quite put her finger on. Something terrifying. What? Mm. It's got Aaliyah Shawcott, Adria okay. Arjona, who I think is the chick that played uh, Bad Morbius. Yep, she was. Bad Morbius. <laughs> All right. Haley Joel Osment, Gina Davis, Christian Slater. <laughs> Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin. Good. Uh, Saul Williams. Uh, writers E.T. Feigenbaum. You made, that's not a real name. Uh, they wrote High Fidelity. Oh, the TV show, I assume. Not the. Yeah. And not Zoe the Kravitz. Yeah, of course. Zoe Kravitz. Of course. Not right. starring Zoe Kravitz, though. Oh, well, you get, I think it's tough for a first time director to also be on camera. I think, I think it's good to take some time behind the camera before you. Before you step who's in front Aaliyah, of that. Who's Aaliyah? Aaliyah Shawkat. She's from Arrested Development and Search Party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and this is, of course, Advanced Media Studies, a podcast where we aim to talk about every piece of pop culture ever created one week at a time. You join us now as we resume our life the podcast and everything. It's been a long time since we recorded one of these. It's been, um, yeah, a minute. Sorry. Everybody. Yeah. So, Life, the Podcast, and Everything is uh, what I'm uh, calling the series. And uh, I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan. Um, but I think I need a name for this uh, whooshing noise that's going past my ears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so fucking mean. Oh. That oh, poor guy. It's the, that poor big guy. It's the saddest, fucking funniest shit. It's so funny. I think good. I've read in a long time. <laughs> we were originally gonna go a little past that, and then I'm like, no, we have to end with the whale bit. We have <laughs> to end with the whale bit. Yeah. Uh we should by the way, we should change the name of our podcast to Improbability Drive. I mean, yeah. Improbability I mean, I did- Drive. 
Impotability Drive. I did try to get my college improv team name changed to Infinite Improv Ability Drive. Incredible. Why the? I was outvoted. Are you still a part of that improv group? No, I am no longer in college. Good. They didn't deserve you. I agree. (laughs) I did my time. I agree. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, Caleb, the dad host, the daddy host, host with the most kids. And uh, I'm try- I was trying to find it again, and I can't. But there's a really excellent fucking little moment in here that talks about how a- <laughs> an engine might shoot out of a car if you accidentally shift from fourth to first instead of fourth to third. Uh, <laughs> I can't find it. I don't know, man. Oh, also, I love the wrap-up of Chapter 16, where it's like, this is getting really stressful, but like, let me let you know what happens. The, don't the worry, don't is, worry, don't worry, it's chill. The missile attack's not going to kill him, it's fine, but someone does hurt their arm, I'm not going to tell you who. Uh, it is Magrathia, there are two missiles, no one's going to die except for a flower pot and a, and a, and a sperm whale. <laughs> in, in order that some sense of mystery should still be preserved no revelation will yet be made concerning whose upper arm sustains the bruise the fact may safely be made the subject suspense of suspense since it is of no significance whatsoever um and yes in our in our in our hbo prestige uh version of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy the what well, the section we read for this episode i think again works as a very good uh self-contained episode unto itself um yeah. Because in our in our chapters this week, um, once again floating this through the month. void of space, um, Arthur and Ford are saved by the passing starship Heart of Gold, uh, which very improbably and using the uh, infinite improbability drive uh, managed to pick them up from the void of space. Uh, there we are introduced to uh, the most popular character from this franchise, Marvin the Paranoid Android, um, and uh, and <laughs> uh, the whole crew is now assembled. We have Ford. Uh, we have Arthur. Uh, Arthur gets to meet Zaphod, who is actually a distant cousin of Ford's. Uh, and we finally find out that Trillian is actually Trisha McMillan. Uh, that one girl at that party that Arthur failed to make it on with. Um, and they debate back and forth about the existence of Magrathia, um, a uh, thought-extinct planet. Uh, that may hold many secrets for Zaphod. Uh, they fall afoul of uh, the security system of Magrathia, which launches two missiles at them, which are then turned into a flower pot and a sperm whale. <laughs> yeah. And just uh, the sperm whale bit will never fail to to destroy me. I think it is a perfect, uh, pristine, so self-contained <laughs> bit of comedy. Um, it's, it's truly, truly, uh, something to behold and I, I love it dearly. And, uh, the bit with the flower pot is also very funny. Uh, all the flower pot, (laughs) uh, said was, oh no, not again. Many people have speculated if we knew exactly why the bowl of petunias had thought that we would know a lot more about the nature of the universe than we do now. Yeah. My, my bit that I was trying to find is back on like 72 Mm -hmm. when, uh, Ford is about to introduce, Zafad and he's like, and Arthur's like, we've met. <laughs> and it says, when you're cruising down the road in the fast lane and you lazily sail past a few hard-driving cars and are feeling pretty pleased with yourself, with yourself and then accidentally change down from fourth to first instead of third, and thus making your engine leap out of your hood in a rather ugly mess, it tends to throw off your stride in much the same way that this remark threw Ford Prefect off his. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just... 
just exquisite. And Caleb, if you can picture in your head Sam Rockwell playing uh, Zephod Beeplebrox, I think it will give you um, oh, a wow. good yeah, a good indication incredible. of what you have to look forward to. Um, but yeah, it's it's truly uh, something interesting here. This is we we encounter in these chapters one of the few bits that I've never seen truly adapted because I do not know how you would attempt it uh, on a on a, a relatively limited budget. But the the section where right after they've been picked up and they're in this bizarre. Uh, acid drip of a world where the ocean is perfectly still and the and the the cityscape is waving up and down like the tides um there's fucking what do they get hit with like a bunch of pudding like all over them there's just so much i read these chapters like three or four weeks ago so they're not they're not (laughs) the freshest in my mind but um oh yeah the pudding part is uh ahead of us oh these chapters end as soon as they walk out of also i don't if you if you wanted me to stop with the whale thing, I did read the next like the next chapter because it's or whatever two pages. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's because, fine. They, but it ends walk. with a really interesting little bit where they leave, right? And Ed, the Eddie, the AI on the ship, is like mm-hmm. sad about it or whatever. And then it says a few minutes later, a few minutes later, he opened and closed the hatchway again in response to a command that caught him entirely by surprise. Mm. And then it just fucking. Mysterious. Yeah, what could it be? Mm. Um, well, you'll find yeah. out soon because um, we're rapidly approaching the end of this first book, um, and and this is much a series about like resolving plot lines within uh, the 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 book itself. Um, but yeah, we're 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 hitting some some fucking uh, interesting bits here. I love the exchange back and forth yeah. with the the Magrathia, um security system this very polite <laughs> very british um like i'm so sorry i we we appreciate your interest in our planet but there's no one around to take your call um and and then they eventually start politely launching a pair of <laughs> atomic missiles at them. it is most gratifying that your enthusiasm for our planet continues unabated and so we would like to assure you that your guide, that the guided missiles currently converging with your ship are part of a special service we extend to all of our most enthusiastic clients. And the fully armed nuclear warheads are, of course, merely a courtesy detail. We look forward <laughs> to your custom. <laughs> we look forward to your custom in future lives. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And you have, you have Eddie, the shipboard computer, just like wailing away on some song. It's just this really great, like, uh, cacophonous sort of, uh, uh, comedy of chaos that I, that I, uh, like a whole lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they, um, I don't, we've not gotten into the nature of Magrathia yet. Have we? We've not. Like what it is actually that we are looking for. Oh, okay. well, no, I mean, yes. The Zafad shares that it used to be a place that built bespoke planets because yeah, the designer kept planets. getting to planets and being like, well, it's not pink enough. Um, and that there's supposedly uh, a horde of physical material wealth buried somewhere on it that they're looking for. And uh, either Zafad or Arthur's like, yeah, because that is going to be useful for any of us to, to spend now, but whatever. Right. So you have course. an idea. You have an idea. You're right. I forgot that chapter 15, which is one page, is a detailed <laughs> history right. of Agathea. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Neatly and perfectly laid out on uh, one single page, page seventy-eight of this book. Yeah. Do we? Did they keep the pagination the same? 
Uh, between our editions, yes, uh, which makes it very convenient <clears throat> when I am deciding what we're reading for for next time. I don't have to translate into into different page numbers and chapter numbers and things like that. It keeps it very smooth, keeps it very yeah. even, and I am uh, very very thankful for the pagination <laughs> uniformity <laughs> between between different editions of yeah. uh, this book. I love the. Uh, this is. I think we might have talked about this before. Um, we almost certainly did, but the, sure. the paragraph that describes the um, what the improbability drive is and how the dude that discovered it discovered it, <clears throat> and that uh, like mm-hmm. it, <laughs> uh, it startled him even more when just after he was awarded the Galactic Institute's prize for extreme cleverness, he got lynched by a rampaging mob of respectable physicists who had finally realized that the one thing they really couldn't stand. Was a smart ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking hilarious! Yeah, and it's you know obviously it's like a, a big fun joke, but I love the 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 humanist approach to galactic. You know, like that ultimately, like what will uh, befall humanity? Because you know you have things like the the foundation series or whatever, which are gonna get into like ah the deep you know metaphysics at the heart of man. Uh, but I think what Douglas Adams understands is that people are uh, dumb, panicky creatures <laughs> who, will, yeah, sure. who, will, who will take the slightest offense as a, as a reason to, like, kill a great mind. You know what yeah. I mean? Also, they've got... Also, my one of my favorite things from this chapter is the doors that the paranoid <sighs> android fucking hates. <laughs> yeah, the doors that have these, like, uh, happy disposition chips or whatever the specific language of it is um, <laughs> as, they, as they sigh, right? And the, I love the approach to AI that we are taking here, which is that like we have forced robots and machines and simple functions to have feelings and it's terrible and it makes everyone miserable. <laughs> Nobody likes it. How much Zaphod hates Eddie, the shipboard computer and is constantly like telling it to shut up. Cause this is what, I mean, I, I feel like this is not, um, it will not take this exact form, but this is not dissimilar to the types of artificial intelligence that we might see in our own immediate future. Is that like the little kiosk at Taco Bell where, where you put in your order so you don't have to talk to like a real person um, will soon start being way too happy. I feel like we're very close to the Taco Bell computer yeah, essentially sure. aping yeah, Eddie sure. in a much more limited capacity, uh, which, you know, if you're a depressed fuck. Like you or me, uh, I think it's a miserable future that we have to look forward to. Yeah, you watch this this. computer so happy. He said, "You watch this door; it's about to open again." I can tell by the intolerable air of smugness it suddenly generates. (laughs) (laughs) And Marvin, who's been just—I mean, it's a—it's a truly cursed life that he has been asked to live of like, you know, he has the, the, a brain the size of a planet and he is a lower functioning robot who is just, <laughs> just miserable. He is the, he is the, the failed honor roll kid, the yeah. failed gifted education program kid who has a lot of intelligence, but is, is just incapable of, of expressing <laughs> it in any way. Is, is Sorry, did I say something wrong? Pardon me for breathing, which I never do anyway, so I don't know why I bother to say it. Oh, God, I'm so depressed. Here's oh, another God. one of those self-satisfied doors. Life? Don't talk to me about life. <laughs> so all end in tears. I know it. Oh, yeah, and imagine uh, the the very sad robot uh, being voiced by Alan Rickman. Fuck off. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is, baby. <laughs> it's incredible. 
Warwick Davis in a little suit voiced by Alan Rickman. That's what, it, I mean, they oh, nailed it. Delicious. Good job. Delicious. You're not going to do better than that, I don't think. Oh. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, God. And That's I love perfect. the the little detail. This is a very, like, 1980s sort of computer thing of, like, every time the shipboard computer talks, it also prints out <laughs> a physical version of what it just said. So <laughs> They've it got a bin out. underneath it. That's so printing yeah, it right into the trash. Spools and spools. <laughs> so that adds to like the comedy of it if you're imagining, you know, like constructing this in a in a in a visual sense of like when it when Eddie is singing as like the missiles are approaching them and there's just these reams, these spools and spools of ticker tape <laughs> that are just like pouring out of it into a trash can. That's a good bit. That's funny. Yeah. They should have done that in The Winter Soldier when they met uh <laughs> sure. Zemo. Yeah, sure. No, not Zemo. Um, when they meet. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the little guy. Why did I invite this? Why did I? <sighs> Toby Jones. Yep, it's Toby Jones. It's Toby Jones. Toby. Give me a hint. Don't tell me outright. Give me a hint. Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't. I gotta know though. Uh... Ah yes, of course. I don't know how to give a hint. Um, his first name is at the beginning of the alphabet, and his last name is at the end. Is it Adolf? No. Two oh, on damn. the nose. Two even on the for, nose. <laughs> even for a character created in, like, the 1940s. Two, two on the nose. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? Arnim Zola. Zola, damn it, yeah. Arnim yeah, Zola. Yeah. Damn it, you're right. Zemo is the guy who does the funny dance from the GIF. Zemo is Daniel Bruhl, treasured German actor. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's pretty great. The American film industry looks at him, a very charming, handsome man, and goes, mm, scary Nazi. <laughs> or scary mm, Nazi. gay Mater D. What is he, a gay Mater D? Shit. Hold on. The dude, Bradley Cooper, plays a chef. Burnt? <laughs> we talking about burnt? I believe so. Yes. Oh, Daniel Bruhl plays are... the, like, Mater D, who is obssessed with, with Bradley Cooper's character, but can't... Uh, you can't. I go forget that it. you are the only person on earth that has seen burnt. I forget that about you. Is that you, you are the uh, guy? How do you forget that about me as the guy who just said you have to watch Bear? I bear. Say, uh, well, I guess so. Well, I forget because I forget that burnt exists every time I'm like not looking at the poster of burnt. Like <laughs> burnt does not like cling to my synapses. Um Well, you got a uh, Emma Thompson in here, you got a Matthew Reese in here. Uh, Uma Thurman, hello. It's not a bad fucking movie. <laughs> Billy James, Alicia Vikander, wow. They I fucking, haven't seen it in a long time. But they I fucking don't think stacked it's a bad movie. burnt. <laughs> burnt is fucking loaded. No wonder it burned. The oven was too full. Um, Isn't uh, No Reservations supposed to be written by Bourdain? Um, well, I know. Is it is burnt based on No Reservations? No, which no, 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 no. No, Bradley no, no. Cooper, of course, starred in the television version of Kitchen Confidential. Kitchen Confidential is what which I was is of. a, a Bourdain book. Yeah. Yes, that is that is what you are thinking of. There's also Kitchen. a show or a movie called No Reservations, but has Aaron Eckhart in it. Aaron Eckhart, and I want to say Catherine Zeta-Jones. And, yeah, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes, and I want to say Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, they they adapted um, uh, Kitchen Confidential into like kind of a wacky sitcom about a chef you know he's like and he's all like here's the thing you gotta know about the star of kitchen confidential he is always 
fucking. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the trailer right now, and it's pretty obvious that that's all he does. He is, you better believe this is a Playboy ladies' man chef, not one of those fuddy-duddy chefs. Here he is talking to John Larroquette, um, who I, I assume is playing a snooty food critic? Yeah, of course he is. That's a guess. Uh, oh, Nicholas Brendan from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, John Francis Daly, yep. uh, Bonnie, Bonnie Somerville, John Cho, Frank Langella, <laughs> Aaron Hayes. I did recognize her in that trailer. Um, Arden Marine for a couple episodes. Okay. What if I just started watching Kitchen Confidential? <laughs> you could probably. you Actually, Kev, I know for a fact, you could do worse things. I know I could, but like, you know, imagine if like there's Should all this you? television, all this Should great TV out there, all <laughs> yeah. that I've never seen, all the, you know, all this, I've never seen all of Deadwood, I've never seen all of The Wire. What if I watched all of Kitchen Confidential? <laughs> you know what? We'd, we'd have something to talk about. We would have something. No, to talk I would about. have to watch it too. And I, I yeah, this mean. becomes a Kitchen Confidential rewatch <laughs> That is how you know. The rewatch yeah. podcast format has reached its apex and will collapse. Is when the first Kitchen Confidential recap podcast comes out. That no, is but see, if there was the a podcast, must collapse. But if there was a podcast dedicated to food, TV, and film, now that's different. That's something they would cover Kitchen Confidential. But you I would, would cover, also but listen I'm talking about to that fucking an episode podcast. by episode recap show. Um, but you know. <laughs> You talk about food, you can talk about Big Night. Uh, you can talk about uh, Chef, you can talk about Ratatouille. Of course, you can talk about Chef, movie, and show. Yes. Uh, of course, you can talk, talk Well, you'd have to talk about Chef's Table. And, you'd have to talk about The Bear. Uh, the Bear. And Salt, fat, acid, heat. Yep. Street food. Street food Asia. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. I'm trying um, to think of fictions about chefs. There's not enough. Uh, no, I so think- you got Ratatouille, you got No Reservations, you got Burnt. You got chef. chef. You got the bear. The bear. Kitchen confidential. Uh, I'm gonna look this up. About... Yeah, that's interesting. I think there should be more. I think um, it makes a good analog when an artist wants to make something about art, but wants to put it through enough of a prism that it's not like a filmmaker making a movie about a filmmaker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean sure. that's chef. Chef is purely a metaphor for John Favreau's career and uh, it works. What can I say? It's a watchable movie. Um, it makes a good lens to kind of push that through. Yeah. Um, so no one's, no one's calling you on it. And it's, it's, it's a fascinating like process to watch. Yeah. There's a show coming to um, Apple this fall that I talked to you about called the menu with the Ray Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas It's Holt. a show? I thought it was a film. It might be a movie. It might be I a saw movie. an ad for it in the theater. Yeah, okay, then it's a movie. Um, well, that sounds good. I'm, in, I'm into whatever's going on there. It's described as like a comedy, mm-hmm. drama, horror, which is wild. Okay. Uh, I mean, sounds good. Into it. I like that I don't really know what it's about, but yeah, it has same. the trailer is enough where I go, hmm. Hmm. Do you want to see? I had a similar thing with the outfit, uh, which I believe I also recommended to you as a very different piece of Caleb bait. Um, it just seemed like something you could really sink your teeth into. I think I've seen the outfit. The outfit with uh, that oh, guy. Oh no, definitely that fucking guy, Mark Rylance. 
there we go. I found it. Yeah. I found it in my brain. This yeah, Long I think Island I saw a poster of it on my way out of something and was like, what the fuck is that? And then you good. brought it, it up and I watched flick. the trailer and was like, what the fuck is that? It's a good little flick. I think you'll like it. It had some nice like twists and turns. Yeah. Um, a pretty self-contained, like basically all set in one location. This like uh, tailor's shop as it kind of becomes embroiled in some mafia related crimes. Yes. Keeps you guessing. Um, yes. Not like by any means the best movie I've ever seen, but I had a good time at the theater. So take that all for right. what it's worth. Um, uh, yeah, the outfit uh, sounds good. There's waiting. Ah I yes, of course. I'm I food staff. That is one of those things that I'm always surprised there's not more media about. Why because, are there not more server shows? Because yes, because basically everyone who writes or stars in television and film maybe, has been a server on. at some point. Maybe you've just put your finger on exactly fucking why. They don't want because to they don't want to relive that shit. They don't want to yeah. relive it. That's what everyone I know who has worked in the food service industry says about the bear, myself included, where I'm like, ooh, this is pretty close to home. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. No, I'm sure I'll watch that and like two episodes in be like, cool, time to wait for a week before I readdress this. <laughs> before I uh, see my trauma depicted on screen once again. Yeah. Before the specter um, of Joel McHale looms over my shoulder. So we've got Big Night, uh, mm-hmm. which is Tony Shalhoub. Classic. And, and, uh, and Tooch. The Tooch. The Tooch. Uh, Bugs Life is not about food. Get the fuck out of here. Eat, oh, drink, pig. man. Eat, drink, man, woman. Of course. Great. Uh, Ang Lee film. Uh, Tampopo. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I didn't realize it was Ang Lee. Uh, yeah, it's Julie Ang Lee. and Julia. Ah, yes. Julia Child. Uh, yeah, you have Tempopo Pig. I, it was about a chef and and features some some real good cooking and like the emotionality of food. Everyone should go watch Pig. I think it's still it's on like Hulu. John Wick, but a pig, right? You think so, but it's really different. Okay, it's, dope. you think it's going to be John Wick, but a pig and Nicolas Cage, which that also sounds like a good movie, but it's actually like the most deeply emotional, heartfelt movie you've seen in years. <laughs> Holy like, shit! It, okay. okay, it's going, it's gonna like go for your your heart. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, like water up. for okay. chocolate. Uh, not familiar. Chocolate. Mexican directed <laughs> film by Afonso Arau. Chocolate. Uh, the platform, which is apparently about food, gross. I don't want to know. Uh, sure, Ratatouille, whatever. of course. Of course. Sideways, famously. Yes, about wine. Uh, Paul Giamatti and uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Sandra Hayden Church. O. Yeah. I'm not drinking any Merlot. Did you know that that movie made such an impact when it came out that sales of Merlot like plummeted for years <laughs> because Paul Giamatti hates Merlot in that film. That's fucking hilarious. And I like, I don't know why. I don't know enough about wine. Also, I saw and like movie simultaneously, way too young. you have Wensleydale cheese surviving bankruptcy because one episode of Wallace and Gromit talked about it, and everyone went out and bought it. Wensleydale, not even cheese, not guy. even Wensleydale. Yeah, if uh, I was fucking, if I was in the cheese industry, I'd be fucking chilling out money to Ardman, just like get put put our name in that fucker's mouth. <laughs> Uh, the trip. Oh, like the Steve Coogan? They Steve, eat a lot. Yeah, I don't Steve know if they Coogan. cook, yeah, but they not. eat a lot. It's a lot of them having dinner, sure. Uncorked. Willy Wonka, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, it really tells you a lot about like chocolate really. making. But this is an excellent point. Like, why the fuck aren't there... There's not enough. More food movies. A couple of those we gotta stretch. Um, yeah, I think I think we're we are overdue for more, and it always feels so novel when it happens. 
And, yeah. you know, like, and folks like you who really want to watch some food media have got to settle for burnt for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, like, make it work on burnt. I mean, I'm, I live in a very, I live in the very lucky world where Chef is an excellent movie and also one of the most rewatchable movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because of how uh, not fucking sad it is, and yeah, it's pretty how... pretty chill. To a vibes yeah. based film. Yep, it's real good. There's only 13 episodes of Kitchen Confidential. They're all like half an hour. This is actually doable. All right, folks, yeah. we're gonna binge enough of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We're all gonna binge 13 episodes of Kitchen Confidential for yeah, next done. week. Done. Done. Nailed it. Got it. Got it. Done. How many uh how many uh, chapters are in this first book? Um chapters I don't know, but we what what page are we on? We are on like ninety-two. There's like a hundred and forty-two pages in this book. So we are wow. we are yeah. basically yeah, we got two more sessions left um to finish up. So we'll do like two twenty-five uh page sessions i guess i could figure that out now hold on is the um, next book called the restaurant at the end of the is it food based kev uh you know they have some jokes about food but it's not really i would say about food i don't think everything in a restaurant is about food i would not say my dinner with andre is about food do you, do you no, know you're what right. I mean? you're right no that checks out that checks out that checks out I wish it was. I would love to know more about the cuisine of this universe, but I don't. I just don't think Douglas Adams cared. I uh, deeply care, and now have realized that there's not going to be a way to keep me from talking about food. Very. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get into some Brett Easton Ellisisms, and then dedicate entire chapters <laughs> of my book to a single dish. Yeah, to fucking Hillary Clinton. Um, great. What? Uh, there's like a whole chapter of American Psycho that's just about Hillary Clinton. I don't remember that. It's like the sixth chapter. <laughs> it comes like really early. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to get up to page 120 um, okay. of of the, of the which is through chapter 27, um, right. which will put us in. And we got a light last chapter. We can kind of do like a wrap up um, and it'll be it'll be good. So we're going to get to 120 and I will repost that in the group chat. Uh, so you and Jace can see it. And so it. I can also remember, because I forget things. To read it again, he says. To read it again? Yes. Yeah, and then, you know, if patterns hold, I'll read it, and then it'll be three weeks until I talk about it. And I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember what happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah, I've read this book 12 times. It'll be fine. I've read it a lot. It's the book I've read the most in my entire life. Uh, sure. I guess d- excluding, like, the monster at the end of this book starring Grover. That might be the book I've read the most in my entire life. Caleb, do you know this book? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Do you know idea. this tome? The monster at the end of this book is legit. It's a great piece of metafiction. It stars Grover from Sesame Street. And he's like, do not turn the page. Because at the end of this book, there is a monster. And he is a scary monster. And he's going to mess with you it's not good do not turn the page and then you turn the page and grover's like what are you doing i told you not to turn the page stop don't do not turn another page and you turn another he's like fucker what are you doing why are you doing it's like what are you doing do not turn the page (laughs) you turn the page again he's like jesus fucking christ stop stop that's really and he starts like nailing the pages shut but you're tearing through it and as a kid you feel so powerful grover cannot stop you and <laughs> you, you get to the end of the book stop me you get to the end of the book spoilers 
and the monster is Grover. He was the monster at the end of this book. It, it look, it's me. He did a fucking joke on you, that fucking trickster Grover. Bad dweeb. Hold on, I gotta look that up. Spoilers. For, I just I looked at sure that. I it was Grover. No, it is. I just looked okay, it up. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I, thought, I, one of I was trying to remember if it was Grover or if it was, like, Oscar. Just like, surprise, it's Oscar. But it makes yeah. more sense for Grover. It's really his piece. It is one of the funniest things I think I've looked at. <laughs> it's good. He's it's like, very good. I'm the monster at the end of this book. Gotcha, fucker. You idiot child. Fuck face. <laughs> you Fuck dumb face. shit. You dumbass, right. snot-nosed, pig shit said, child. <laughs> yeah, all of those things. Yeah, all of Grover those said things. that to me. <laughs> Grover <laughs> is my... Actually, sleep paralysis explains, demon. He speaks to me in the night. That explains so much. I love Grover. Grover was always my favorite of the Sesame Street crew. He's very funny to me. I don't know who my favorite was. Elmo. No. Anybody who says I mean, Elmo, Elmo was, was fucking pretty fucking great. I mean, no one here is denying Elmo. I had a very emotional... The, the Museum of the Moving Image here in... New York City uh, has a great Muppets... A, a permanent, like, Jim Henson exhibit... And uh, uh, among them are several Sesame Streets. And Big Bird was a very profound experience for me. Like seeing Big Bird, seeing how yeah. big Big Bird is. That sure. really that really got to me. There are many pictures on online, on internet, of me and my friend Big Bird. All right. Cookie Monster's there. He's pretty chill. He's a good hang. You he's know? A, he's a, you know, he's, he's easy really to appease. A, he's really a chill fucking guy. You know what I'm saying? And I do like Oscar. If I'm being honest with myself, I think he's, I think yeah. he's a funny little guy. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, before he sucked Dave Chappelle jokes was when he was talking about how people were like, "Fucking, why are you so grumpy, Oscar?" And he's like, "I live in a fucking trash can." <laughs> in a fucking trash can. But he likes it. That's the fucked up thing about Oscar. You think, you think he would hate it, but he loves living in the trash can. Yeah, it's his favorite thing. It's Obviously. his favorite thing. He loves it. Have you ever seen the Sesame Street uh, Street clip where Danny DeVito plays like Donald Grump and he's like a real estate mogul who comes to Sesame Street? You ever seen Danny DeVito as Donald Grump? No, and why wasn't this the only thing on Twitter for four years of our For four years? Lives? You know, it's a pretty deep cut of Sesame Street lore. Um, who gives a shit they were showing clips from fucking home alone too yeah but like everybody's or seen three. home alone too but have you seen this one random uh sesame street backlog you know those are literally the best kind of things though when you see that and you're like i have to go find this fabled piece of fiction i must track down donald grump <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need that what the fuck i need that that needs to happen what the fuck I need Stuff. that. Yeah, come on. Show it to me. Yeah, That's Donald fun. Grump. <laughs> Got him. Got his ass. Oh, that's genius. I need He's a, the yeah, curator of the Museum of Trash. <laughs> he loves well, trash. Well, that's not far off, is it? Am I right, folks? Folks? Uh, that episode came out in... Oh, the 80s. Interesting. <laughs> we knew. We knew back then. Oh, no. I'm becoming one of those people It's like... How could the Simpsons have predicted this? But about Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, and oh. Donald Grump. Oh, no. It turns out it was The Simpsons everywhere. had a random joke about President Trump. How did they know? How did they know? And the, solution, and the answer is 
they uh, made enough jokes for 30 years that some of them had to come true. Yeah. They made enough jokes based on observing the world that some of them were bound to come true. <laughs> Eventually, when you throw spaghetti at the wall, some of it fucking sticks. Some fucking sticks. No one ever looks at The Simpsons and counts all the things that didn't come true. And I'm saying if we stack those numbers up against each other, I think one column will outweigh the other. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe yeah. chill out, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> No, he was prophetic. Uh, he's a prophet. He's the mm-hmm. he's the modern Jesus. Uh, who he, he Homer Simpson? <laughs> you were speaking, of course, of Bart. <laughs> yes. Good. No, uh, he uh-huh. being the the uh, the the writer of the show. Oh, of course, one of the yeah. many. Uh, let's say John Schwartzwelder. I mean, John was a disciple. Hey, MRI folks, John Schwartzwelder. Uh, you go with David Simon. David is a biblical name. See. Conan O'Brien, <laughs> Bob Odenkirk, Robert, Oden- Robert, Odenkirk. not not a biblical name, decidedly. Odin, Odin Kirk. Wrong book, wrong religion. <laughs> That's what you think. Oh, you're I saw a video of a guy recently who was like, Christianity is just post-apocalyptic uh, Norse mythology, and I was like, what? And then he continued, and it was like, oh, that would be fucking wild. I will say definitively. That Christianity is not bitchin' enough to be Norse mythology. I mean... It's not bitchin' you If you look at it through the lens that uh, Jesus is actually Loki lying to everybody for thousands of years... All right, that's some some headcanon. Well, like, Loki was was killed by um, the... What is it? The... um, Not mistletoe. um, Holly? Like, the holly branch? No. Was he? The fuck was it? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, uh, not Loki. I'm sorry, Balder. Oh Balder yeah, was well, Balder by... was a was a dick. But also, like o- old texts of the Bible say that Christ was hung on a cross made of the same wood, mm. and people were like, "Ah, that's some fanon shit." That's some. I'll like, send you. I'll send that's you. Some, those... That's some you watching Wandavision. Where you're like, hey, no, you know what? Hey, that's the level you're operating at, though. That was the level where, like, you could just watch an episode, you can come in, and you would have all these theories. And I'm like, my brain just doesn't work like that. But yeah, like, you know. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it. So how do you? Don't tell me how you do it, because I, I would. I don't like want to know, do and that. I won't yeah. learn. <laughs> and I won't learn. Don't teach yeah. me; it won't stick. <laughs> Please don't. I'm begging you. It's like, there's so many times in my life where I have learned music. I've learned to read sheet music. I've learned the various clefs and what they mean and what they signify and what notes fall where on what scale. It has never stuck. I've had to relearn it over and over and over (laughs) again. It won't go. That dog don't hunt. I don't know music. This shit misses me. This shit misses me. Shit misses me. Would I like to be able to play music? Yes. Do I want to learn? No. I was good at like recorder, uh, but it was largely because I memorized. <laughs> I was largely because I memorized what the notes meant for my fingers, not what they yeah. meant as letters. You could not. So when someone wrote them out as letters, I was like, a, "Can you just write you them as the pattern yeah. that your fingers had to move in?" I know exactly that, my friend. Yeah, I was like, like "I get I this." Know. A teacher was once like, "Just play is. what I wrote," and I was like, "I can't play that. If you wrote it out on a staff bar, I would do it right now." I and could. Develop muscle memory enough to replicate it, but looking at it on a staff, 
does not help me at all. Yeah. Right? Um, I do not know what a C is, but I know this is the note I have to sing at this point in the song, whatever (laughs) it is called. I have memorized how to play your simple one-and-a-half-minute song music teacher. (laughs) Ha-ha, you fool. I fucking guessed my way through musical theater, dog. But you would be surprised what you can get away with when you are the funny supporting character. Yeah. (laughs) You can get away with some horse shit. If you, you get away can, with some real shit, you can if you just like personality oh, your way through uh, the Ed Sullivan song of "I Bye Bye Birdie," you can you can fucking really yeah. f- force your way through a couple of numbers in "My Fair Lady" if you are singing in a Cockney British accent. <laughs> no one's really you checking gotta, the staff to be like, gotta, "Is he hitting the right note?" You just got to giggle bludgeon your way through. Yeah, if I'm if I'm doing a fucking number on get me to the church on time, nobody's really checking the clef. Is like, is he hitting that note perfectly? Nah, because I'm I fucking I'm really, killing it up there. I don't really know if this makes any sense. I don't know if this checks out musically. No offense to I like whoever mixed John C. Riley and fucking Kermit the Frog. <laughs> hey, no, you can't know. be. You got to be singing the right notes on the staff. I don't know. It's like it's like John C. Riley, Seth Rogen. I miss John C. Riley. Yeah, what's he been up to? Uh, he was on Winning Time on HBO, that basketball show that I watched three episodes of. I intend to go back for more, but <laughs> sure. It was coming out when I got COVID, and I went to my dad's funeral in the same month, and it really threw off my TV watching schedule. Those yeah, two sure. events kind of happening within a thirty-day period. <laughs> That checks out a lot. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I have a pretty good excuse for falling off of winning time. I'll go yeah. back. Whenever season two's coming up, I'll I'll take care of it. He was in Licorice Pizza. For one uh, second. I don't know if you saw Licorice Pizza. Yeah, he's playing Herman it. Munster, and he's in it for, like, a second. Uh, but he was fun. Stars at Noon? What the fuck is that? Nope, you made that up. 1984's Nicaragua, a mysterious English business, mysterious English businessman and a headstrong American journalist strike up a romance as they soon become embroiled in a dangerous labyrinth of lies and conspiracies that are forced and are forced to try and escape the country. John C. Riley's in this movie. Came out? This is a this is a film. It's a this film. A, this is a major motion Margaret picture. Qualley, I love Joel Margaret Qualley. Margaret Qualley. Benny Softy. The fuck. Nick Romano, John C. Riley, Danny fuck? Ramirez, directed by Claire Dennis. Claire Denis, my Denis friend. Denis is what I said. How dare you? How dare I? Wow. Can't believe Nick Claire Denis just fucking threw, flew right under the radar. I remember Holmes and Watson. I didn't watch it. But no, I no one did. I the trailer nobody, and being like, nobody. Ew. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Conceptually, I like a... Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Sherlock Holmes, and Watson movie, but not that one. Not in execution, I don't. Not that one I did not care for. <laughs> no. I miss him. Yeah, he'll come back. Don't worry. He'll show up and he's got us. He's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Because he's the guy that's the, he's a commander on Nova Corps. Yeah, but they all died. No, they didn't. Half you of them died. Thanos didn't wipe out everybody No, anywhere. they, you, oh, my friend, how quickly you forget the opening of uh, somewhere early on in Avengers Infinity War. They go, yeah, he like fucking wrecked all of Xandar. It's done. He killed everyone. <laughs> I swear. It wasn't just a snap thing. That's right. where he got his first gem. It's like before the movie even started. All right. Well, you know, 
get on the Marvel Universe Wikia and <laughs> tell me about Xandar. <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thanos retrieved the orb from the Nova Corps headquarters, destroyed it, and placed the Power Stone of the Infinity Gauntlet. Thanos and the Black Order then massacred half of the Xandarians as part of his quest to balance the universe. But then he snapped another half, which is interesting to me. He quartered them. <laughs> oh. No, you had, he had the mental fortitude and acuity to be able to say, when I snap out half of existence, those I have already have, please ignore them. I don't believe that. No, I don't either. I watched I that movie, it. and the most he was capable of was turning shit into bubbles. I remember the film. Well, he wiped out half of the universe, Kev. You can't say yeah, one thing that, and forget the other. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he was, he was oh, okay. not a fucking surgeon. He was not a fucking sniper with them gems. <laughs> Yeah, sure. He's just sure. he did two separate instances of turning things into bubbles. He's not a creative man. Uh Yeah, sorry Xander. So I guess it's not confirmed that John C. Riley and Glenn Close died, but like you know. Yeah. And he was playing Roman Day, which is not even like the primary Nova guy. The Nova guy that most folks are familiar with is Richard Ryder, who I don't believe has even been mentioned so far in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, unless I mean, it's happened in the last two years. There's Nova. Who is Richard Ryder. Oh, okay. Primarily. Roman Day is one of the guys. There's been several, but the one that was by far the most popular, who had his own series, who is still the guy they call Nova, is Richard Ryder, who, again, to my knowledge, has not appeared in any form so far. So I guess it's not outside the realm of possibility. But honestly, at this point, they might go with the young one who hangs out with like Kamala Khan on the champions, you know, but also yeah. I don't I don't care. I haven't watched any of these in like two years. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. Uh, I like comics. I like Nova. He's a cool guy. He's got a great costume. It's, good. it's a good design. And it's the Nova core were fun in the Guardians of the Galaxy video game that I recently completed. I'm playing that right now and right I now? love it to fucking it's death. Really good. I didn't that know you first, had played it previously. No, I started it this week. That second chapter when you're in the elevator with uh, Corel, her daughter, mm -hmm. and you're cool. trying to argue cool. the okay. middle. Yeah, uh, that's cool. That I scene that ended, side. and I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. That scene ended, and I was like, oh, my God, this is really well written. It's really well written. What it's the really fuck? Well it's really the well guys done. who wrote Deus Ex, which are games I love, but are not funny They're or quick-witted games. games at all. And honestly, like, the best news I've heard surrounding the next Mass Effect game that will allegedly one day come out is that they brought on as story leads the guy who was the primary writer on the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Because it seems so, like they're not going to make a second one, um, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's because fucking Square Enix got bought by... Or not Square yeah, Enix, of, but the IDOS got bought by um, I love Embracer Group. When studio, creative uh, projects get squandered by corporations buying each money other. yeah fucking so i love when you cancel the cool looking red wall movie because disney bought fox or whatever i didn't even know that was actually going to happen oh yeah there's like a there's like a cool clip of like a mouse fighting a an owl that you can now watch and go like shit i don't get to watch this movie damn mm -hmm. oops i mean that might come out still right nope officially canceled years disney ago. disney didn't buy it netflix bought it oh the red wall thing yeah but they're gonna yeah. like start over no, did Disney buy it and then they sold it? No, I think it's just a different Disney Red doesn't Wall fucking sell things. Yeah, it's a different about? Red Wall adaptation. <laughs> well, no, uh, Netflix bought the rights to all 22 Red Wall books. Yeah, but it's a separate. What I'm saying is they don't get to keep that animation. They are starting over. No, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, of course. That's what I was trying to do. Did you, uh, did you watch Love, Death, Robots? 
Haven't seen. Oh, there's an ep- there's an episode in this season that is Redwall on a farm. Uh, as a guy is employing more and more dastardly automated solutions to deal with his rat problem, uh, it rules. It's great. Interesting. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I know people that love that show, including you, but I have not. Just never, never pulled that trigger. Um, For shame. Uh, you know, one day. You know, all of the things that were like, oh, someday I'll get to that. One day or not. Or not. <laughs> or not. Or just what if I didn't? I'm never going to get to all of it, you know? Got to choose got to got to choose my battles here. Getting to all of it's overrated. Get, yeah, you don't need to get to all of it. It's great if that you're could... never going to get to all of it because there's always more. You'll never run out. It's always just out there. And yeah. hopefully you've lived a full enough life that you have not watched all of it. <laughs> right. I I I wish that on all of our beautiful listeners who are joining us on our life podcast and everything um journey through the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy series uh, and i thank them uh, i thank uh, my roommate and his boyfriend who are watching oceans 12 i hope i have not uh spoken over that beautiful film um what if as a goof i uh torrented oceans 12 exported it as an mp3 and put that underneath the whole episode so you get the experience <laughs> yeah of kind of hearing oceans 12 the entire time also and then they I got to say, hear you talk about steven soderbergh so who i love to talk about love to talk yeah. about him all the time <laughs> i'll talk about him until the cows come home wait you got cows that are gone <sighs> i wish need some cattle yeah time for me to rustle up some cows that way every time i drive past my own cows i can go cows <laughs> I can point at them and I can say, cows. "Oh yeah, hey look, cows, cows." I remember, I remember when that shit happened. Yeah, when I did that shit as a as a as a kid. Those are cool. You like seeing cows. You like there was a guys. there was a time once where we stopped on the side of the road to look at cows, and then someone drove past us like, "Y'all need help?" My mom was like, "No, we're just showing our kids who live in the city what cows look like." We're just showing these <laughs> these city folk <laughs> cows. Like you've seen pictures of these guys, but there they are. Yeah, you've eaten probably a dozen. Yeah. But, you know. And they're big. I wonder how many burgers you'd have to eat in your lifetime to eat an entire cow worth of burger. A lot. You'd have to eat a lot of burgers, my man. Yeah, like 600? Yeah. And no. I don't think you or I you'd are have to eat, You'd have to eat 600 one-pound burgers. Yeah. Because if you ate 600 quarter-pound burgers, that's not a cow. That's not a cow. That's not a cow. I mean, cow got bones, you know. But, yeah, if we were... If you kind of took all the beef that you've ever eaten and you turn it into a sort of slurry putty and you could you make a cow out of the slurry? With a with a whole cow, you'd get a... Pro- Why are we still recording? I love this shit. With a whole cow, you could get approximately 440 pounds of beef. It would be approximately, approximately 200 pounds of ground beef and the other 200 are in cuts. Right, of course. So yeah, we're not we're not uh, constituting, you know, the the sort of those maps of a cow and where the different meats come from. We're not really considering that. We are considering just sheer meat weight. Um, so sheer meat I've, weight looks like four hundred and forty pounds. I don't think I've eaten near enough beef, and I've eaten my fair share of burgers and and beef in my time. But I don't think I would. I mean, yeah, I don't think I've eaten four hundred. I don't think I've come anywhere close to no. a cow of beef. No. Nor should you. I don't think I've eaten 400 <laughs> burgers, let alone 401 pound burgers. No, certain, certainly not. Most I, certainly I not. not. 
am attempting to take my life in such I a direction that I never do. Never do. I hope that in the afterlife, whatever what waits, uh, there's a stat sheet. Like in video games, so I can find I out how hope, many. No, I'm glad we're talking about this. I hope God shows me my stats. Yeah, I want to know how far I traveled uh, on Absolutely. foot and in the air and in water. I want to know how many uh, liters of air I gulped. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know, know how many lakes I could fill up with the water I did drink and then the water will, I did pee. This will be used against me, but I do want to know how many times I've like jerked off in my entire life. <laughs> I just want to see the number. <laughs> Yeah, and I need another stat right next to it. That's the number of times I jerked it while angels were observing it. Every time, because they're always yeah. watching, always watching over you. <laughs> he knows when Whenever, you're sleeping. What is he that? Knows when you're awake. What is that from the Bible? When two or more are gathered, so God is also there. Oh yeah. Also, you're supposed to pray on your knees, and I know a lot of people that say God's name when they're on their knees. So you Hello, know, folks. Folks. Just a little. Just a little menage cross. <laughs> menage quoi. All right, time to time to go. Menage toi, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um Hey. Yes, thank you. Uh I have been, of course, TV's Kevin Lanigan. Remember to tip your your waiters. Um uh, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin, where for as little as one dollar a month you can support this and all our other shows. I uh, hope you enjoyed all the weird bonus stuff that I've been uploading the last couple weeks, keeping that feed warm for you, keeping it keeping it hot, keeping it spicy. Um and we're gonna keep reading these books. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for your patience. Scheduling is hard. Sometimes, um, yeah. especially especially during these summer months, it's gonna it's whatever it happens. <laughs> It'll level happens. out eventually. Exactly. Or um, and uh, fan fucking tastic. Uh, what about you? Uh, you know, you can find me at Lubwub on Twitter. L U B W U B. I wrote like four thousand words today, and Amazing. I'm still only a third of the way through my article about Citizen Sleeper. Um, and, uh, so that's exciting for some, I've been able to write that much in months Yeah, absolutely. since Citizen Sleeper came out in May. Um, oops. Oh my God. It's, ugh, it's almost August. Shut up. Oops. Also, we put out a podcast episode today, episode 38 of the Nerdy Bits show, where we finally get into games from previous years. Cause we're talking about the hunt, which came out in 2019 and guardians of the galaxy, which came out last year. And you know, we, uh, we all have a backlog, and in the summer, you dig through backlogs, so we're talking about that shit. Um, I am weirdly of the opinion that maybe a best of the year list should come out after some time has passed, so that you yeah. actually have time to... Because so much of every medium comes out near the end of the year, and you haven't even had time to uh, consume it, much less process it. Yeah. Also, like, uh, you, the fall sucks, and there's like 10 things that drop between August and December that you're probably going to want to play. Right. And you, unless it's your full-time job and you get paid full-time money, sorry, a livable wage, we'll say, uh-huh. yeah. uh, you can't. And even if that is your job, you don't get to play everything you want to you play. So, yeah, I hate yeah. it. I wish games would just grow the fuck up and spread out. <sighs> and instead of releasing all in December, release some in March and April, May, June, July, August, the months that are just sitting there empty. But, you know. I know. But you'd think you want to be like the one thing that will play in that period of time do you know like you yeah. want to be the one yeah. standout because i march 
like 2020 was like weirdly stacked. There was like the Final Fantasy VII remake, and there was like The Last Ghost of Us of Two, and Ghost of Tsushima. Like all these dropped in March, but normally that's like a blank spot, and you kind of want to actually like try and occupy that. That's why Nolan insists on coming out at the very end of July, um, because nothing comes out in August, so he's just gonna play and play and play and play. Sure. Yeah, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna go see Interstellar. Some of the biggest games of the last like five years released in March between March and June, like yeah. Last of Us drought. One, Last of Us Two, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. all June games, all May or sorry all March June through games. March through June games. Oh, November this year, allegedly God of War Ragnarok. That's wild to me. I know, but, but it's they, also been standing like by it. four whole years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's just wild to me. Been a while. They, I mean, they. I mean, it's smart to not talk about shit anymore. Yeah, so, let, we're all excited for it. We're all gonna play it. We don't need years of trailers. You know what I mean? You just showing me God of War and the little symbol. I'm like, great, sounds good. Yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, rock and Ragnarok. I'll Ragnarok play that movie. Or I'll play that movie. <laughs> That's probably more accurate. Well, I'll right, play folks? that. I'll play that game about a dad and his toxic masculinity. Yeah, being, being broken down. I think we're going to get more Jeremy Davies in this one. It seems uh, difficult because I think you kill both Jeremy Davies in God of War 1. But I, yeah, but I, I don't think that that means he's, Baldur's dead. I forgot he's playing Baldur. Yeah. <laughs> but you kill like two Baldurs? Well, I need to no, replay this like, game. I don't <laughs> no, the, the... You kill one at the beginning and then he's No, pissed. you do not. Yes, you do. No. You break his neck. That's like the whole plot. You break his neck and you throw him down a pit. He doesn't die. I thought it was a different. All right, hold on. You don't break his. No, you fight him outside your house and like yeah, drop a rock I... on top of him. I think you kill him. No, <laughs> he can't hurt. He can't be hurt. He can't feel pain. He can't be hurt. And because he can't be hurt, he can't feel anything. Pain, pleasure, taste, any of that shit. And then you hit him with an arrow that's tipped in holly. And it makes him vulnerable, and then Kratos kills him. That's the last thing you do in that game. Spoiler alert for a game that came out in 2018. How am I not spelling Jeremy Davies' name right? I did. IMDb was just being a fucker. Um, <laughs> Mullet Jeremy Yeah, Davies. you're right. It's the same guy. Okay, yeah, I definitely need to definitely yeah. need to replay this game. Oh, you haven't um, played it? No, I, I replay this game. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's great. I forgot it. Ah, oh, he's on great. one episode of The Flash. Oh, he's in the crossover of, like, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl. Sorry, I'm distracted by Jeremy Davies now. He had a great one-episode part on American Gods as uh, Jesus Prime. <laughs> because on, on the American Gods television show, they posited Jesus. Um, there's a different Jesus for every race because every culture has kind of, like, taken Jesus and, and put him in their skin tone. <laughs> so okay. there's, like... A black Jesus and a, and a uh, Hispanic Jesus, and and Jeremy Davies is white Jesus, and it's funny. It's good. It's a good bit. I, He's like, yeah. What oh, is this my called? Child. Yes, American Gods, the television version. Oh, it's a the okay, yeah, the show. I didn't I didn't watch the the subsequent seasons of that show. I, yeah, I've uh, only seen the first season. Yeah, same. And that's what he said. But in. I don't think I watched all the way through it even. Oh, okay. It was yeah, great. But then, like, the creators left and the budget got cut. It was just, it just got caught yeah. in a bad place. Yeah. But that first season was a humdinger. It was really good. Yeah. There's a... <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. There's a fucking BitCon 
movie coming out? It was like a comedy about a hard drive with hundreds of thousands of dollars of crypto in it. <laughs> and it's is Jeremy like, Davies in that? Is that why yes, this has come up? Jeremy Davies and Frank Whaley and Tom Cavanaugh. And what? Yeah. No, my king. No, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, it's directed by Matt Osterman, who made 400 Days and... 400 mm. Days, the Walking Dead video game? No, the sci-fi show. Oh. <laughs> I've not heard of that, obviously. No, no. Uh, I found it. I thought I found it because I watched the end scene of the Hoff. The Hoff? David Hasselhoff? No, not the Hoff. What am I trying to think? What am I thinking I don't of? Know. I don't uh, know. It's got it's got uh, Whaley in it uh frank whaley sure saying a bunch of words it's got jack nicholson in it he assassinates him at the end and danny devito's his bodyguard what talking about hoffa hoffa yeah okay we both arrived at hoffa at the same time (laughs) we've we've done it wonder twins unite no i've so i followed him and saw that he was in bitcon and i was like gross i gotta go bitcon (laughs) All right. Well, we're we're checking out of this, so no no yep. part of this. Time uh, to go. But, but speaking of American Gods, the next David Slade project will feature Jeremy Davies. So we're keeping it keeping it all in the family. They built a nice. Why are we on the same IMDb page? I don't know. We we be clicking. We be clicking them links. What's filming? Oh, David Slade's next project, Dark Harvest, whatever that is, and I will not learn. Uh, but maybe we'll tell you on the next episode of uh, Advanced Media Studies uh, as we uh, read through page one hundred and twenty in your copy of uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy through chapter twenty-seven. And until we return and tell you the secrets of Magrathia, I will ask you. And I will say, so long. And thanks for all the fish. I swear that reference is gonna... I did not realize it was that deep in this yeah. tone that it <laughs> has not up. come up at I'm all sure yet. It's gonna happen. You're gonna get yeah. it. I'll get it. It'll happen. I'm sure of it. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. Ooh. Well, I don't have a quote. I should. But I don't. I'll find one. And also with you. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but oh dear. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your disrespect for all the natural wonders that grow around you. So long, so long and thanks for all the So to the feats, we thought that most of you were sweet, especially tiny tops and your pregnant women. So long, so long, so long, so long, so long. Please tell your friends about this show. This has been a Talkback Podcast.